This podcast is general only and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. You should obtain your own professional advice based on your personal circumstances. Our insurance is subject to limits and exclusions and when making decisions about our insurance, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determinations available from nti.com.au. NTI is not responsible or liable for your use or reliance on the information in this podcast. NTI prides itself on its claim service and endeavours to meet timeframes. However, there may be circumstances outside of our control, which may mean we need more time to assess a claim. A reminder to our insurance brokers that this podcast is eligible for half a CPD point from NEBA. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for details on where you can go to generate your CPD certificate. Hi and welcome to NTI Spotlight, the show that shines a spotlight on the transport, construction, marine and cargo industries and of course the people who power them. When it comes to claims, any insurer can pay them. It's how you manage the claim that really sets you apart as an insurer. NTI's approach to managing claims has long been one of its strengths, built on decades of experience across the transport and logistics supply chain. In this episode of Spotlight, we're going to be talking about what makes NTI's claim solution so unique. From claims lodgement through to repairs to the process of managing complex claims through NTI's team of internal specialists. I'm joined today by two of NTI's claims leaders. Firstly, Head of Claims Operations, Marianne Van Rensburg. Welcome, Marianne. Thanks, Luke. Lovely to be here. And also Head of Claims Services, Tim Pontifex. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Luke. So, Tim, let me start with you. Claims is obviously very important to NTI. It's something that we talk about a lot. Uh, the ethos of claims for NTI. What what's those special things? What's important to NTI that makes its claim solution different? I suppose a uh, good question, Luke. I suppose out, outside of your traditional insurance, you know, um, lodging a claim, assessing a claim, settling a claim. Um, for for NTI, it's all about that, but it's more um, safety and well-being. Uh, I suppose of the driver at time of accidents, paramount. Um, we've built a program, our accident assist program, uh, to you know, look after the driver at time of accident and, and we'll talk about some of the things that we've implemented um, over many years and we continue to evolve that, refine that, improve on that um, process. Um, probably the other part of it is the customer's operations. Um, NTI is all about getting our customers back to business faster, uh, whether you're driving a vehicle, whether it's a truck, trailer, or mobile plant and equipment. It's about getting that machine or truck uh, operating again because we know that every day that's vehicles off-road uh, or not operating, that's costing our customers money. And probably the last area is sustainability of the industry as a whole. Um, we're not your traditional insurer in, in a way where we're actually involved in the industry. We're working closely with industry. Um, we're working with associations that support industry. Um, we've actually built a team uh, over the last few years that is sole focus on sustainability. Um, so they they sit in the business, but outside of the business, and working with clients or customers um, on how we can support them around safety, compliance, 
because um, we know that's challenging for a lot of business uh, today. Uh, there's a lot of inflationary pressures, um, where there's people shortages. Um, so there's many ways that we can help uh, our clients and potential clients uh, by, again, as I said, not being that traditional insurancey type of insurance company that we are. What about you, Marianne? My view, Luke, is that that first interaction with either the driver or the broker is a really important conversation. As Tim has mentioned, it is a dramatic event. So we want to make sure we are supportive. Um, and then the most important thing is then to make sure we get all the information on that call and help provide assistance to the driver um, in that traumatic event, but also then make sure that we are clear about the next steps in terms of you know, lodgement, what is the next steps, how can we support them further in terms of you know getting the vehicle back on the road. As Tim has mentioned, it's such an important factor in terms of a business. So in my view, that ethos is the most important thing is getting that, that um, business back on the road. So really about seeing them as a person, as an individual yep. involved in that accident, but also as a business. Yes. Um, as well, that it, it's such an impact um, to, to their livelihood, their well-being. Yeah. So we've spoken about if an incident happens, you've both referred to that. Let's, let's start at the beginning. So talk me through when an accident or an incident happens, give me the picture of what, what exactly happens in that first interaction. How does NTI respond? Um, what are we doing when that call comes through? Well, in that, that interaction we have, Luke, with the driver, we'll confirm all the information. So we get a version of events of what happened. We will confirm all the incident, you know, all the parties involved in the incident, if there was a third party involved, any witnesses to the incident. We'll confirm if there's emergency service that was attend, you know, attended at the scene. Uh, we'll confirm if there's any support um, required in terms of an incident response. So uh, depending on the, t- the claim and the event, we'll determine what support we can offer the driver at that time. Once we have that um, finalised, making sure that the driver's okay, we will then lodge all the version of events and, the, and obtain the information from the driver. Um, we will then generate a claim notification. So once that claim notification is generated, it will then allocate a single point of claim contact, which will be the claims consultant at that time. And from that point onwards will be the person that that broker or insured can deal with directly. So it's just the one person that they interact with for the life of the claim, really? Correct. So that is also something that, you know, from an entire perspective, we do really well. We are... um, We've got some of the best claims consultants in the industry, and I pride myself by um, you know some of the recruitment we've done. We've got some really strong claims consultants uh, with some good skills. So one claim contact, as soon as the claim contact's been um, uh, advised on the claim, the broker will get confirmation of the claim contact and the contact information for that person. The next thing that happens, Luke, is the claims consultant will then make contact with the broker. So... On initial contact, we will create a claim notification. So there will be a claim number created. And then the claims consultant will make contact with the broker. And then, again, just go through the version of events and see how we can support that that broker going forward. And so getting all of that information and, and uh, I guess, lodging the claim and moving it forward is, is one aspect of the claim. One side of the coin, I suppose. The, the other side is, uh, Tim, I'll, I'll pass to you here. Um, what's happening on the scene of the accident? Mm. Because we've we've not only got to look after the business, 
but there's potentially a, an incident scene that's also needing to be taken care of. Yeah, 100%, Luke. The driver assistance uh, aspect, which I mentioned earlier, um, that's paramount. So our, our first priority at accident scene is make sure that the driver is, is cared for. Um, obviously, emergency service in a lot of accidents, they, they will be on scene. But if they're not, um, we'll be using our, um, our tow operators who are our eyes and ears on the ground uh, to ensure that uh, they're looked after, um, liaising with our incident response team. So internal experts who specialise uh, in accident scenes, um, whether it's recovery of a vehicle uh, or it's a clean-up of an accident scene. Um, so we'll work with in with the driver and our um, what we call second responders, which which basically our tow providers or other service providers. Um, but going back to the driver assistance, um, we'll make sure that the driver is repatriated. So we know a lot of accidents happen uh, in regional or remote Australia. Uh, so we'll ensure that driver is cared for, put up in a motel, uh, and if they're an Indian straight driver, we'll we'll pop them uh, on a plane uh, back home. Um, Probably the other important part is uh, accidents uh, can be traumatic. So we have uh, counselling services, trauma counselling services available uh, yep. to, to drivers and not just the drivers but also uh, their colleagues and, and or families. So depending on the, the type of accident um, you know, uh, or severity of accident, um, our service providers or our trauma counsellors are there to, to support them. Um, probably the other point I mentioned is tow operators. So our tow operators, uh, we have 27 tow operators nationally. So they cover uh, f- you know, far remote areas uh, to regional to capital cities. So they are there to support uh, NTI and our, and our customers in their time of need. So uh, a lot of times uh, emerging services are under pressure to um, clear clear roads, major artillery roads. So they're the experts in recovering vehicles safely. Uh, without doing further damage to the vehicles. Um, they've got the skills and equipment to do that. Um, you know, some of these vehicles, the heavy vehicle recovery, um, they're you know, upwards of a million dollars, um, and not to mention the ongoing maintenance of these vehicles. So they're the experts um, uh, in recovering vehicles and, and helping us clean up the accident scenes and ensuring that emergency services and other government agencies like EPA, for example, uh, are satisfied with how that uh, clean-up goes. And that's Environmental Protection Agency? Correct. Yeah, sorry, use of Akron is there. Yeah. <laughs> the industry speak. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the, the trauma counselling. That's something that we've, we've spoken a lot on this podcast, mental health within uh, industry. Um, how does that service work? The service works, it's basically in, in, uh, in conjunction with our accident assist team. Uh, so our accident assist team are uh, available for our uh, customers 24-7. Uh, they're on call waiting for our accident assist team um, to make call their professional uh, counsellors, trauma counsellors. Uh, they're available um, 24-7 for, for our customers in their time of need, whether that's immediate accident scene or whether it's, it's, it's days after. Um, We've been working with our uh, trauma counsellors for for close to 20 years, so they really understand the transport and logistics industry. They understand what um, our customers and the drivers uh, go through uh, and what they see uh, on on a daily basis. So they're very well equipped to support drivers um, after an accident and, as I mentioned, in their time of need. So we find that's a fantastic service to provide. And, again, just goes back to, you know, we're here to support the driver, not just, you know, recover the vehicle, repair yep. the vehicle. That's that's very important. 
but yeah, our primary concern is is the driver at time of accident. Talking of accident scenes, it's probably a, a good time for me to do a little bit of a shameless plug to one of our recent webinars uh, on incident response uh, and uh, what goes on at an incident scene. So uh, for any of our broker listeners, you can access that at partner.nti.com.au forward slash webinars. And that topic is incident response. We've spoken already about businesses uh, and how transport operations are businesses and and need to keep making money and need to stay on the road. Uh, Speed, when it comes to a claim, is obviously so important, how things get moving and how that machine uh, fires up to support them. Yes, yes. Um, Tell me a little bit about how the the team kicks into gear and uh, how they start sorting things out for a customer. Yeah, thanks, Luke. So we are expert at processing claims. So as I've mentioned earlier, once the claims consultant's appointed, there'll be one single point of contact uh, and they will manage the claim throughout the life cycle of the claim. Our claims model is focused at making sure we support that broker and we support the insured on the file. Um, we have a national claims team, so we support um, our brokers and our insureds um, state-based. So we've got a national claims team supporting that. And throughout that process, they will be in conversations with the broker to try and resolve that claim. They will make sure that there's contact same day. So they'll make contact with the broker, make contact with anybody involved in the claim and make sure that we can make a decision as soon as possible. They will get, like I've mentioned before, there will be a claim number allocated. They have four hours to review the claim. So once they've received the claim, they within four hours have to make sure that they've made contact with the broker, made contact with all the parties involved on the claim, uh, and make a decision whether we will accept or we will not. Um, they may also then require further information, and that will be a conversation with the broker at that time. But the speed of the process is extremely important, and the main objective of that claims consultant is to resolve that claim as soon as possible. And you, you mentioned four hours there. Is that standard within... Insurance? No, it's not standard. It's uh, from a from an insurance perspective. That is a tight time frame to make a decision on a claim. It seems very fast. It yes. is very fast. It's very fast, Luke. And um, really, it's a it's a great standard to keep ourselves to. We monitor that very closely. That four hours, um, and the claims consultants. You know, we keep uh, one another accountable to make sure we deliver. Um, and I'm very confident to say we keep on delivering on that service level agreement of four hours. We work closely with Tim's team to make sure that throughout that whole process, we're in contact with the broker, we're in contact with the repair manager, you know, we, we're a tight team. We work closely together to make sure we resolve the claim as soon as possible for the broker. Um, you know, and we, we take the broker on the journey and making sure we keep him informed um, of all events, you know, how the claim is progressing, um, you know, in, into resolution of the claim. So... Yeah, I, I, 100%, Miriam. It's that, that four hours we talk about, it's about getting our, our customers back on road faster. So that's why we have that tight time frame of that four hours because if we didn't have that and hold ourselves to account, that, that time off road can, can uh, dramatically increase. Yeah. And something else, look, we've, we did mention, Tim's uh, touched on already about the technical expertise we have with an NTI. I think that's, again, one of the things that sets us apart from the industry is our technical expertise. Um, you know, in Tim's world, in within the claims operation, some really good expertise and skills within the team, and that's part of that that decision making. You know, we'll sometimes we'll have some complex claims. We have some technical specialists within the teams 
that in that four hours, there's conversations happening about, is this event responding to the policy? Um, and again, it helps us in that decision making and moving that claim along as soon as possible. So that's definitely the aim. It, it, it's a it's a good point that you make there, Mary, and that I'm sure there's lots of claims that are the simple and, and straightforward and uh, they're dealt with every day. But I'm sure your team deals with a lot of complex claims as well. Tell me about our approach when it's a, it's a difficult, complex claim. So, I'm, I mean, we're definitely in the business of buying claims. You know, we, we currently sit with more than 99%, you know, um, settling claims. So we want to make sure we get the easy claims settled as soon as possible. But we definitely have examples of more complex claims, multiple vehicles involved, multiple items involved, um, based on, you know, the product type, maybe, you know, um, could be a yellow product. In that scenario, we will then make sure that we have we have technical expertise in-house and we rely on them. So those conversations will be real-time at the time of the incident. If we find we need some support, we will reach out to that technical, technical speci- um, specialist and there will be conversations. Um, and like I said, they will confirm whether we respond to, um, to the policy. We also have in-house recoveries consultants that support um, the claims consultants. So from a claims consultant, we'll then, if we have a third body at fault, we'll manage that recovery process for um, our broker. And we also have legal specialists um, also in-house that will support in terms of, you know, understanding the negotiation that's involved. We have credit hire car situations where it's quite complex. You know, we had one claim last week where a credit hire invoice we've received $60,000. And I got that invoice and I was shocked to see that. Um, that invoice and part of that conversation with that technical specialist was I need you to reach out and negotiate and that happened same day and we were able to negotiate some of that cost and that's just the the opportunity we have in terms of that technical technical expertise Um, we are able to save costs in situations like that so look some examples that I can talk to in terms of complex matters you know we've had in the last couple of weeks you know, we see some really complicated high agreements on our yellow product, and we've got the technical special uh, special specialties within the team that will assist. They will review that high agreement with the claims consultant and will give advice in terms of if it's responding, so if the event is responding or not. Um, we had another example, a really good example that um, we spoke about earlier today about that um, petrol tanker. Mm. Yeah, definitely, it was a, a tanker and. Uh, these these type of accidents never happen in metro areas uh, where <laughs> where there's many people around to uh, to assist. Uh, this one was about six uh, hours northeast of Perth uh, in a in a remote area, and uh, it happened on a Saturday night. Uh, tankers dropped about thirty six thousand uh, liters uh, of mineral oil uh, to the ground. Um, and our call to our accident assist uh, service centre. Um, Assisted us actually activating our incident response uh, to that to that accident. Uh, our incident response manager was working with our our tow provider who was uh, en route uh, to the accident scene. Um, the environmental protection agency in WA uh, was notified, um, and Sunday morning our incident response manager had a call with our client and the uh, EPA um, working through a remediation plan. Um, and that, that plan is, is quite complex. Uh, there's a number of different factors that we need. There's the environmental factor. Um, there's other 
factors that we need to consider around the, the removal of the contaminated soil. Uh, there's community expectations uh, of, of how we do that um, responsibly. Uh, and then there's the where where is this soil going to go to? So we need to make sure that the uh, waste management uh, facility uh, is equipped to take this contaminated soil. So there's a number of complex factors uh, that go into that. Um, obviously, the recovery of the vehicle is paramount. The driver uh, is, is looked after. And then obviously, we um, work with uh, all parties involved, whether it's state or uh, federal. Uh, government authorities to ensure that's done in, in an appropriate way. So once a, a claim progresses to the repair stage, uh, Tim, I'll start with you. Tell me about the expertise that NTI has, particularly around the repair manager role. Sure. Yeah, it's a very good question. And, and that's something that's fairly unique in, in market is um, Mary Ann mentioned early on uh, internal expertise. We pride ourselves on having internal experts, people who actually come from industry, people who have built, repaired the type of equipment that we insure. Um, and we do that for, for a reason is that they understand uh, repair methods, what it takes, the cost, safety, compliance to ensure uh, vehicles are repaired to a high standard and that when they are repaired and back on road that they're safe because no one wants to be travelling down a highway next to a heavy vehicle that's uh, unsafe. So it's imperative that we have those internal experts working with clients, working with our broker partners and our repairers around repair method to ensure you know, we're all about quality, safety, uh, compliance. So these vehicles are compliance on road, uh, but also we're managing costs. That's equally important. That's what our, our customers expect that we're doing that day in, day out. Um, so, and we have multiple uh, experts. Uh, it's not just one size fits all. We have people, heavy diesel mechanics. Uh, we have boiler makers. Um, we have fitters. We have all types of different trades who have worked in the industry uh, for, for many, many years. So we can call upon experts uh, nationally. Um, so it, it works works extremely well, has done for many, many years. Um, so I'm really proud of the team and what we do and working with Marianne's uh, claims teams to ensure we're getting uh, claims processed, vehicles repaired, back on road faster. And if I can just jump in here, Luke, um, a couple of weeks ago I attended a truck rollover broker session in Adelaide with um, Tim and one of his um, managers and, um, you know, I'm in the claims operations area, so I'm normally at the back end. So it was quite for me um, to attend that session, quite unique to see the way that Tim and his manager, you know, had, it, had that session. And you can just see the confidence, you know, they had in terms of talking through the damages on the truck. And you can just, I was amazed to see, you know, the knowledge that um, our, our team members had in, in claim service. So. Um, I would agree with Tim. I think we've got some really good um, repayment managers and team members within that space. It's a great point. I know that there's more of those rollover demonstration sessions planned yep. uh, in the near future. For any of our broker listeners, please make sure you reach out to your NTI representative uh, if you'd like to attend a local session near you. Yep. Uh, Tim, you mentioned our repairers and, and how your team of repair managers works closely with our, our repair network. Um, the network's continuing to grow. There's there's more than one type of repairer in the network now. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, our repair network or NTI authorised repairers, as we refer to them as, uh, are paramount. Um, 
we're an insurer that repairs vehicles. Um, you know, we're not an insurer that likes to cash settle uh, or settle insured. That doesn't help. Um, whilst the getting the money's nice as part of the settlement, it's actually our customers expect their vehicles to repair and back back to business. Um, so our repair networks are a, a linchpin for us as part of that repair process and our strategy going forward. Uh, we're actually coming up uh, for our 20th year next year, uh, our first uh, repairer uh, in our premium repair network, so it's quite exciting, so I'm looking forward to uh, uh, rolling that out next year. Um, but we've got 51 repairers in the network now, nationally. Uh, we're a national insurer. Uh, our customers expect that they have access to a, a, a vast range of different type of repairers, uh, not, they're not all heavy vehicles. Um, a lot of our, our customers have rigid trucks. They could be driving around uh, metro areas, low severity type accidents, uh, and they're still drivable. So our, our customers expect that we have a repairing network that suits their needs and in a location that's convenient to them. So we, we have three different types of um, uh, types of repairers in our network. We have what we call our premium repairer. So that type of repairer is invested very heavily uh, in their equipment, uh, millions of dollars worth of equipment like overhead uh, cranes, for example, crushes, which is basically like a, a chassis straightener. Uh, and it's, it's unbelievable to watch uh, those guys uh, in practice. They have all the trades and skills to um, sp- who specialise in heavy vehicle repairs. Uh, we have 22 of those repairers nationally. Our next type of repairer is our local repairer. So that like the type of local repairer is is as I mentioned, it's that you know smaller smaller truck that light to mid sized rigid truck that's driving around. It's got some slight panel damage. Um, our local repairers specialise in that. Uh, and again, these these repairers have all have what we call automatic authority. So as soon as that vehicle is either driven in, uh, or if it's non drivable towed in, that repairer has automatic authority to start the repairs straight away so don't have to wait for an assessor to come out which can take days or weeks yeah um so they start straight away and again that can save a repair time uh we did some independent research i think it was two two just over two years ago now um researching uh for our premium repairers uh on average it worked out nine days faster an nti repair versus our competitors. So nine days uh, to our customers um, is is unbelievable. So yeah. you know, it saves them a lot of time and money um, getting them back on road faster. Our last uh, last repairer is uh, our light vehicle repairer. Um, so again, they have our, our customers, you know, who have a number of trucks uh, or trailers and they, they might have some light vehicles in their fleet as well. So, you know, we want to ensure that um, a fleet or a customer will have the same experience wherever it's having their truck in for repairs versus their light vehicle wherever it's a ute or sedan. Um, so we've set up a network and there's 80 repairers uh, in that network uh, nationally. So we've got the three tiers of, of repairers and you know we're always continuing to review um, the services provided by our repairers to ensure that meets our, our customers' uh, needs. And and with repairs being done, obviously that means a lot of parts are often needed. Um, and NTI has a lot of parts buying power and agreements in place. Yeah, yep. yeah, spot on, Luke. And and that's something that we're very proud of at NTI. It's very unique in market. Um, by being involved in supplying parts to a large percentage of our um, truck and trailer repairs, uh, in particular, um, that helps us. You know build our relationships with original equipment manufacturers or OEMs, uh, as we refer them to, 
they're the they're the uh, parties who are supplying parts uh, to our repairs. So we supply um, OEM parts uh, to our repairs, and and by doing that and the repairs we authorise, we we're giving a lifetime guarantee on those repairs. And by building those relationships and our spend with those OEMs, that actually helps us procure parts uh, in a more timely fashion. And that all that all goes to um, that nine days faster that I mentioned earlier um, with our premium repairers. So we have fantastic relationships with uh, all our OEMs and their dealership networks, and that gives us access, not only access, but also uh, preferential pricing because we know inflationary pressure um, is high um, out there and, and everyone's uh, struggling with that. So if we can do our part by keeping our, our repair costs, which leads to our claims costs down, um, you know, that goes a long way uh, to supporting our customers. And I'm sure that would have helped during the uh, the COVID period when uh, parts and vehicles yeah. uh, as yep. well were in short supply. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a fascinating point and um, it, it's an ever-changing environment in the supply chain, especially supply parts where they're supply parts, you know, locally in Australia or wherever they're from overseas. Um Things are improving, um, but we're not there yet where we need it to be. Uh, but by having access to our OEMs and national dealer networks, and not only just the local national dealer networks, it's actually overseas as well. So we call in favours from time to time when a part is actually not in Australia and we've tried exhausted all avenues. Uh, by calling on overseas, the OEM, uh, we've been able to source parts and get that part back into the country. And that can reduce the repair time by many months. Yep. Um, so that's getting that vehicle repaired and back on road faster. So we've spoken a lot about uh, the different parts of NTI's claim solution, different roles, different expertise. Yep. Uh, I suppose the beauty of it is when they all come together and 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 work in in harmony with each other yes. uh, for the benefit of the customer. Have you got an example of a time when you know, multiple teams, multiple experts have all worked together? Sure, do mate. Um, it, it happens happens on a daily occurrence, but I suppose one more recently uh, that stands out um, that we're really proud of um, through one of our um, authorised repairers. Um, we like to, you know, with our repairers, like to use their local dealerships, um, you know, from a relationship perspective with that repairer. Um, but where the repairer couldn't source an uh, integral part of a repair, which was a chassis ladder, um, uh, that repairer called on, um, on our NTI parts team uh, to assist. So the call went out to um, the, uh, a number of dealers for that manufacturer, um, and that was unsuccessful sourcing that part. Um, so then a call working with a uh, dealership uh, call went to the manufacturer themselves uh, and a favour was called uh, with that manufacturer and uh, a part that was um, on the assembly, assembly line um, was, uh, was, was supplied or given to NTI and that repairer. So that actually reduced uh, that repair time by five months because um, that part was not available in, in any of our um, wow. uh, dealerships. Um, so that favour then obviously went up to the manufacturer who manufactured these parts, uh, and that was pulled off their assembly line uh, specifically for NTI. Wow, five months. That's that's a big difference, you know. Five months of loss of income as an example, mm. you know. So that's such a great story. Yeah, and, and another example we have, and this is a very unique example, and again, it, it goes to show our relationships with uh, our OEM um, friends is that 
uh, we procured a, a number of uh, cabs or cabins uh, for a prime mover. These accidents uh, occurred in uh, WA, so we've got two two examples where we actually had that uh, cabin in stock. Um, and again, uh, one of our repairers um, called out uh, to their local dealership to see if they could source this cab. They came up, there was none in Australia. NTI, based on our relationship, actually had uh, procured these cabs uh, months earlier, so we actually had these uh, in stock. Um, so NTI was actually able to supply that uh, cabin uh, to the repairer to facilitate that uh, repair. As you can imagine, um, to replace a cabin, uh, it was a large, uh, large repair. Um, and by providing these cabins, we were actually able to supply uh, these cabins at a lower cost uh, to the repair, which actually uh, saved um, these vehicles uh, from being a total loss or un- uneconomical to repair. So not only did it get the, the vehicle back on road, it actually saved the vehicle from being a total loss. And as, as you mentioned, Luke, earlier, is that supply chain and uh, the supply of replacement vehicles um, is extremely hard to um, uh, source. So we're pleased and, and those customers were extremely um, happy with, with the outcome there. Again, a really good example. You know, we've touched, um, look, I've got a really good example. I was just thinking of this example as Tim was talking. Uh, you know, we touched on trauma counselling earlier um, today. And there was an example where one of our technical specialists uh, made contact with me. A WI claim where our third body supplier was involved in an accident and he had his mother in the car. Well, this is, this is why I love NTI. I think this is an example of where our claims team members goes beyond what their normal duties are. And so the technical specialist got hold of me and we had a conversation and she had spoken to the third body. Um, the third body was extremely traumatized by his mother being in the car with him. There was injuries. A mom, you know, mom had some injuries. Um, and she reached out to me. So in normal case, we offer trauma counselling to our insurance. And she asked me whether we can offer trauma counselling to the third party. And I love that because I'm like, that is sincere. And sorry, so an example of where from a normal claims perspective, you know, a claims consultant would not think to also offer services to the third party. Um, so I reached out to, you know, when I spoke to that technical specialist, I said, it's a, it's a, it's a it's absolutely, we'll support that. I had a conversation um, with, with my direct report and we absolutely, we made that happen. We offered, um, you know, trauma counselling to the third body and, and to um, the, the driver, um, third body driver. And that's another example. You know, it's, it's a, we make sure that on each individual claim, we look at the needs of that claim and we make sure we service, you know, all parties involved. So it's a really good example for me where we, again, went beyond, you know, normal duties. I love that story because you you understand the the heartbreaking nature of claims yeah. sometimes yeah. and and what specialists have to look at and yeah. have to talk about and have to go through but to to hear the heartwarming side as well is um is certainly really special. We've spoken a lot about the the claims solution of NTI um from the claims operations team to the claim services team, all the different ways that, that customers and brokers are supported throughout a claim. Before we finish, I want to ask you both, um, what are you most proud of when it comes to your teams and the way that they operate and, and help customers and brokers? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, 
Um, I'm still new to NTI. Tim Tim tells me I'm not. Um, eight months with NTI. Um, I love I love it. Um, with with the team, the first thing that I've, I've I found they are extremely engaging. They are extremely passionate about having a solution for each of their customers. It's beautiful to see. You know, I've worked in claims for many many years. I do feel it's a different passion. It is, you know, they take ownership of the claim and they want to make sure that we get a resolution for that customer. Um, so I would say I love the passion of the claims team, mm. you know, both for claims operation and claims service. Yeah, I agree. And, and I love also the collaboration. Uh, without collaboration, whether it's between Mary Ann's claims teams or, you know, my, you know, repair management team, but, and also our external uh, partners like our repair partners, um, our parts team, everyone plays an important part. They they know their role and yeah. they know that everything decision they make, which they are empowered to do, which which I really love, um, they're working for common goal being the customer. Uh, yeah. Again, I mentioned it a number of times uh, earlier. Is we're all about the customer and getting them back into back on business faster, getting them back on road. Um, so I love how everyone works closely together. Everyone knows their roles. Fantastic summary. I don't think we can add any more to that. Thanks for joining me today, Marianne and Tim. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Thanks for Luke. The time. Thanks again for listening to NTI Spotlight. For insurance brokers looking to generate a CPD certificate for this episode, please visit partner.nti.com.au forward slash claims management podcast. That URL again is partner.nti.com.au forward slash claims management podcast.